So after she up, bitches. <laughs> Get it on up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're fucking booking it to keep up with that horse. <laughs> I don't want that in the video. <laughs> it looks so stupid, I can only imagine. No, it didn't. So I'm going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome to Russia, and welcome back. Thank you for joining us. I am Josh. And I am Lennon always. Always. Don't touch. And this is Don't Touch My Sasquatch. <laughs> Don't you do it. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> Very angry coming in again. Well, it's a Russian episode. It is. Well, what is that supposed to mean? It's Germans. Us. We're the gr- grumpy ones. Okay. Uh, we explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys. <laughs> they have a love and passion for these topics. Things you may have heard of, but you don't know the full story of yet. I, I like doing the intro and just staring at you in the eyes. Yeah, make the faces and head movements. Uh, we're here to tell you those stories. Give you our opinions and let you come to your own conclusions. We'll do the research. In this case, this episode, Lennon did the research, so you don't have to. Lots of research. Uh, keep your mind open to the possibilities that things may not always be as they appear. And this week, we're traveling back to the year 1959. We're nine hikers when missing in the Ural Mountains in Russia. They were led by a 23-year-old named Igor Dietlov. And what should have been a routine trek turned into a nightmare. Today's episode, we will follow their day-to-day events leading up to the tragic night in that snowy pass. Who were these individuals? And where, not where, were, I added an H there, and were... (laughs) They experienced enough to carry out this difficult expedition. Well, sit back. Relax. Put your tinfoil hats on. (laughs) I'll be doing a lot of relaxing in this episode. As we dive into the Dietlov Pass incident, part one. Part one. Part one. We're not really getting into the incident today. The important things leading up to it. Yes. Um, There's uh, a lot of info on this one. Yes. On my part. I did many hours of research, as you did. Yeah, but my part's in next. Yeah, that's a, that's the spoiler for next week. So, the Dietlov Pass incident. Yeah, tell me about it. Have you heard of this before we really started talking about it? Yeah, about a couple months ago when you said, oh, we got to do the Dietlov Pass. <laughs> and you're like, oh, what's that? <laughs> Zoink scoop, what was that? <laughs> and then for the past month where we said, we're going to do it next week, right? <laughs> oh, crap, we got to do Patreon. We're going to do it next week, right? Uh-huh. Oh, crap, we got to do this. <laughs> What's weird about the week we decided to do it? Uh, fucking three episodes in one. All right. Yeah, but it's also sixty-four years to the, I know <laughs> to the day. I'll let you do yeah. it. Okay. Well, I did it. It was sixty. Uh, <laughs> coincidentally, is I think it was sixty-four years to the day. Yeah. Of the first day I started doing my research, which yes. was Monday. Um, Monday, 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 you know, Monday. I'm just straight cool like that. Yeah. And when this episode comes out, it's two days before the actual incident happened. Right. So. Get your shit and... It was totally planned. That's why we held off so That's long. exactly what it exactly. was. <laughs> Thinking. We're that good. Um, so, I mean, we're just going to get right into it. We got the days leading up to it. <clears throat> now, the days leading up to the event that took place in 1959 are extremely well documented. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the group's diaries and photographs that they take, that they took, that mm-hmm. they taken, I wrote. That they taken. That they took. Um... They had um, personal diaries themselves, yeah. 
but there was also a group diary for the trip that each of the members would take turns writing that day's entry. I was like, when, in a wedding, when you have that book, you got to sign and write a nice little note to the person you don't want to, I mean, to the person you love. Yeah. I think we're doing a puzzle. Doing but a puzzle? I think, and everybody signs a puzzle piece. Oh. I think that's what she picked. Gotcha. So am I... Spoilers for the family. <laughs> am I doing like a Uncle Josh or a podcast Josh? Uh, co-chairman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She'll kill me, I bet. Uncle co-chairman. <laughs> that's Uncle co-chairman to you, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so yeah, they would take turns writing it as well as they had their own personal diaries too. Yes. Um, but a few of them also had cameras and they took pictures of the trip. Yeah, they... A lot of pictures yes, of the did. trip. But it's cool because um, it adds the insight between the diet dials. The diary, diet? The diary entries and mm-hmm. the photos um, right. to really piece together what happened um, leading up to it. What had happened is. Well, what had, had happened is the 10 friends. You got to do me one favor. What? I know you're using your mouse. But you're right. just fucking going I everywhere. That's right. I can't do the mouse. <laughs> you, that video is just like. <laughs> Or rocking out. Experiencing <laughs> <an> earthquake. <laughs> hey, Lennon. Yeah. I love the new uh, photo in your background. Thank you. This is courtesy of my mother. Thank you for the Christmas gift, mother. There you go. It's signed I by Bob. I know you're not listening. Gimlin. Yeah. I didn't. Actually signed by him. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, I thought it was just a photocopy. No, Photocopy. <laughs> I thought it was a photocopy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you again. <laughs> So, the group consisted of 10 people, most of which were either currently attending school at the Ural Polytechnic Institute or had graduated from the same school. Mm-hmm. And then there was one guy who I don't think he even went to the school. He was the professor. <laughs> <laughs> he was like 10 years older. Yeah. The group was led by a man named Igor Dietlov. Oh. Uh, he was 23 and he was a fifth year student at the UPI, Ural Polytechnic Institute. Gotcha. Um, next, we have Ludmila Dubinina. I fucking aced that. <laughs> she was 20. Fucking aced that. And she was a fourth-year stu- fourth student at UPI. Then you have Yuri Doroshenko, mm-hmm. 21, fourth-year student. Yuri Yudin, 21, fourth-year student. Zenaida Kolmogorova, fifth-year student. Rustem Slabodin, graduated the year before, 23. Mm-hmm. Nikolai Thibault Brignoli. Say that again. Nikolai yeah. Thibault Brignoli. All right. Did I say it right or wrong? You're asking the guy that's going to be that using was... your notes to fucking do the, the okay, names. Okay, because that was the only one that I was confused <laughs> on. I mean, I didn't have to. I didn't have time to do all this phonetic fucking shit. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was the one that was born to White. French parents in <laughs> in, in, in <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Nikolai Thibault Brignola, uh, 23, and he graduated the year before. Next, gotcha. we have Yuri Krivonashenko, 23, and he graduated two years before. Alexander Kolotov, 24, and he was a fourth-year student. And then you have Semyon Zolotaryov, 38, and he graduated in 1950, which was nine years prior to the event. Gotcha. So he also uh, didn't go, that was the guy who didn't go to UPI he went to the physical edu- he went to the institute of physical education in minsk oh physical education yeah he was real physical physical <laughs> good <laughs> harmonizing nice job all right so i don't expect any of you guys to remember the names besides dietlove but i will be referencing them and just know mm-hmm. that there was 10 of them there's also 
um, a format that I've done for this episode. So I'm going to tell you guys day by day what happened. I'm going to give you the summary of events. And then I'm going to end every day by reading the group's diary entry for that day. So we can actually see the insight. Um, it's cool because then with them doing the diary the way they did, right. we really get a picture of their lives from each of them in their own perspective point of view. So Kozlov has a bad, bad ass. Yes. <laughs> bad, bad ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's flat. <laughs> so real question. Real question. Real quest. <laughs> it's a real question. Where am I going? <laughs> How many quests are there? How many days are there? There are this trip. Uh eight. 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 Okay. Eight or nine. Nine. I, I was waiting for the tenth. I was like, ha ha. Tricked you, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Got me. Nine days. So jumping in, the incident in question happened in an area of the northern Ural Mountains. The 14-day expedition and 22-day round trip would begin on January 22nd of 1959 and it had its sights set on Otorten Mountain, Otorten. which in the local Mansi language means don't go there. Really? It does. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The 22-day round trip was approximately 340 miles as the crow flies, starting and ending in Sverdlovsk. The crow? Sverdlovsk. <laughs> Sverdlovsk. With I'm, a V. I'm glad all I have to do is the names. I don't have to do the <laughs> locations of the so, Nigeria Mountains. As the crow flies, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I thought no, you you're were fine. questioning like no, you didn't good. know that term. I was making a joke. Well, I appreciate it. I got to do some kind of visual joke for uh, while you're talking. There he goes. I'm not really in this goddamn <laughs> episode. Uh, they had filled out the application to get approval for the trip prior mm-hmm. um, with their school. And um, yada, yada. I'm sure I'll say it. Did you just yada yada that? <laughs> just... <laughs> well, because I noticed it's in the next note down. So ah, I'll cut sorry. that. They'd filled out the application to get approval for the trip prior. Mm-hmm. And some of the members listed on the application couldn't make the trip. Uh, one couldn't get time off of work. Another failed classes. Wasn't allowed to participate. Mm-hmm. And another didn't even know he was on the application until 2000. Well, 20 days later, the ones that knew they were on there were like, whew. Dodged a bullet there. Fuck that. Uh, it is concluded that this guy who didn't know he was on the application mm-hmm. was probably listed to help gain approval for the trip as he was one of the most experienced. Um, another one, Nikolai Popov, uh, was set to join but missed the train that morning. Papa? 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 Papa lies. <laughs> <laughs> the trip to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a tear. <laughs> <laughs> the trip to Ototen, the trip to Ototen, I like the humming, was listed as a Category 3 expedition, meaning that in this season, it was one of the most difficult, because this was in okay. the middle of winter. In Russia. In the Siberian. Siberian. Oof. Just tundra. It's, it's a little cold. As I'll get into. As I'll get into as well. Oh, you too. As well prepared for the trip as they were. And as well prepared for the episodes, are we? Their route was not (laughs) properly planned or researched. Oh, really? Yeah. So they weren't prepared at all. Well, they had provisions. Um, The sports club that Mm -hmm. they belonged to did not possess a detailed map of the area. Um, And Dietlov apparently did not even agree with anyone on their exact route, supposedly. Oh. Um, so there's also talk that they left behind a route book showing behind, showing. Who's behind? 
<laughs> well, <laughs> showing the route that they would take. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you leave that behind? Don't know. Did they have a copy? I think so. So who knows? Maybe but, it was an accident. But they wouldn't, or it was an accident. You know, they're young kids. Yes, you are. But they would never make it to Otorton. Instead, their fate was reached on the slopes of a nearby mountain called Kolat Sikal, which translates to Mountain of the Dead in Mansi. Oh, what? This mountain sounds fantastic. Don't go there. It's the Mountain of the Dead. Yeah. And the, the Mansi right. are the local the Try. local natives of the area. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so kicking it off on January 23rd of 1959, mm. with the help of the UPI Sports Club, which most of the members belong to, as I said, mm-hmm. the trip was helped in the planning and provisions needed for it. The group had planned this trip to be a fun challenge to themselves on winter break from school. To show how serious they were about the trip, they had all agreed to leave cigarettes behind and to focus on the trek and enjoy it. That sounds stressful for them. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds stressful for them. (laughs) Uh, On on this day, their trip was set to begin. They had spent the day planning and packing provisions and money in room 531 before catching their first part of the journey to the train station where where they were set to leave Sverdlovsk on train number 45 at 9 o'clock for a 10-hour and 34-minute train ride to Serov Station, which would be a 240-mile trip. Lots of numbers, times, and gauges at you. Hop, jump, and a skip. Yep. So the first time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cows are looking great this year. Yep, yeah. Uh. <laughs> What do you think, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> it's got the, the straw that they always chew. That, that wasn't like a joint or something. <laughs> I was thinking a cigarette. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So the first diary entry from the group comes today. As it would. <laughs> Great wording. Good job, Lynn. So January 23rd. We're on the road again. We are now sitting in room 531. That's <laughs> providing a little music for your background. background. <laughs> but you stopped. Well, funny you should say that because huh? that music was probably illegal. Well, that's why I only said on the road again. Yeah, they say sang on the road illegal again. music in the Soviet Union. Uh, they sang illegal music in the Soviet Union? Yeah, because it was some of the songs. So they sing a fucking lot. And they love to sing. Yeah. Which I'll talk about. But a lot. Roshnik, of- <laughs> yeah, Roshnik. <laughs> it was so good. It's great. <laughs> Uh, you guys thought I was part German. I'm actually Russian. What? Fuck this bitch. This is Russia. This is Russia. Um, what was I saying? Oh. <laughs> what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> Notebook. Illegal songs. Illegal songs, yes. Because they were uh, revolutionary propaganda or something like that was uh, by the Soviet this, Soviet Union. Yeah. Well, this is the Cold War. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to the battery. Because <laughs> we got a lot of these. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Or rather... Mm. Mm. We are now sitting in room 531, or rather, of course, not sitting but frantically shoving into backpacks oatmeal, cans, canned meat. The head of provisions distribution is overseeing that everybody gets everything. Where are my felt boots? Uh, Yuri Kravanashenko said, can we play the mandolin on the train? Of course, we forgot the salt, three kilograms. Igor, where are you? Where's Doroshenko? Why didn't he take 20 packs? Give me 15 packs. So on and so forth. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They were basically like, if you had a recorder and you're just... Yeah. Who the fuck is writing this down right now? Colm McGrova. 
He's just, okay. Oh, he said this. So. She. She said this. No, nope. Cole McGrove was the girl. <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> he said this. Right. He said this. Right. Yeah. Oh, he said this. Well, they're excited. Day by day. Sentence by sentence. Yeah. Word well, by word. It's not like that. Hour by hour. Yuri, take this to the station. She said. <laughs> uh, Slav Halazov just got here. Hello, hello. Can I get 15 copecks? Thank you. Uh, and, and here we are on the train. We all sang songs that we know, learn new ones. Everyone goes to sleep at 3 a.m. I wonder what awaits us in this trip. What will we encounter? The boys solemnly swore not to smoke this entire trip. I wonder how much will how much willpower they have to get by without cigarettes. Everybody's falling asleep, and behind the windows, your old taiga is spreading in all directions. Now, taiga is the, like the tundra wilderness. Okay, all right. That will come up frequently. Another thing about these diaries, they're translated from... Russian, so a lot of the English might not be great in some of this, so you have to bear with me. Same with the autopsy report in the next episode. I'm currently translating it from Russian <laughs> myself as I, I speak, I know it. as I read. So the group sang songs and played the mandolin as the train rushed through the wilderness, broken up by the occasional town or military base until they fell asleep around 3 a.m. January 24th, the train arrived at Serov Station at 7.39. They would remain in the city of Serov for 11 hours that day before once again boarding the train this time, train number 81 at 647 to Ivdel. 81? Yeah, not 82. During their layover in the city, the group enjoyed their free time for the most part. After a brief situation with the local police, the group, <laughs> the group visited a museum as well as even went to a local school to teach them about tourism. A term from my understanding, which was used at the time to categorize expeditions and ski trips. They even boarded... They didn't even... I can't even with you. <laughs> they then boarded the train and left Serov at 6.47 and arrived in Ivdel at 11.42. During this train ride, a drunk passenger tried inciting an altercation with the group where he accused them of stealing his bottle of vodka. Never steal a Russian's vodka. Exactly. The group ignored him because they didn't. I probably look like I'm just crying. I'm sorry about that. Don't apologize. It's, it's okay. It's a very sad tale. It, well, it is. Uh, next diary entry. Tell me. For that day. You. 7 a.m. We arrive in Serov. We traveled with the Blith. Who? We traveled with Blinov group. They have things for hunting and other accessories. At the station, we were met with a hell of a hospitality. They didn't allow us into the building. The policeman stares at us sus suspiciously. There is no crime or vandalism in the city as it's supposed to be in times of communism. As it is supposed to be in times of communism. And then Yuri Krivo started a song, the cops grabbed him and took him away. Well, bye, Yuri. At the attention of citizen Kravanashenko, Sergeant explained that the rules of some Russian letter, three, okay. prohibited all activity. I think that's subsection. I don't think it's a some Russian, Russian letter. letter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, oh, the letter for subsection. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> some letter, Russian. Um, subsection. Subsection three prohibited all activity that would disturb the peace of passengers. It is perhaps the only train station where the songs are forbidden, so we stayed without singing. Finally, everything is settled by the end of the day. We are leaving Serov to Ivdel at 6.30 p.m. We were welcomed warmly in the, in the school near the mm -hmm. railway station. The steward boiled some water and helped us with everything we needed for the preparation for the trek. Strotska. Strasvutsi. Eh, whatever. We have hey, is that symbol at S with an S on it? Subsection, right? Yep. <laughs> Got it. It's a Russian guy. Letter. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Russian letter for subsection that we also use in America. Got it. Um, we have the whole day free. Mm -hmm. 
That is nope. right. Nope. I was waiting day. for the nope. <laughs> no, we have the whole day free. Mm-hmm. We want to go to the city to visit the nature museum or take a trip to a factory, but too much time has passed in the distribution of equipment and cleaning it. 12 o'clock. In the interval between first and second shifts in school, we organized meeting with pupils. The room crammed with so many curious children. Zolotoyev was... They go into saying things she said again. Okay. Uh, Kolmogrova... Kolm, <clears throat> I had it. Kolmogrova was saying things to children as well. They were engaging what with the them. What the fuck were they saying to the children? Uh, Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. What's your name? You went there. Where? Awesome. You've been camping? Oh, oh okay, 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 okay. I didn't think you wholesome, wanted to. Wholesome stuff. Yes, they're teaching the children about their tourism. Gotcha. You should just say teaching. Yes. Yeah, questions. They're just, they're just talking to them. Hey, little fucker. Stop <laughs> running around. Questions didn't end. We had to explain and show to the kids everything, from torches to tents. It took us two hours, and the kids didn't want to let us go. They sang songs to each other. The whole school saw us at the station. Why weren't Every, they arrested? Huh? They sang songs. Why weren't they arrested? Uh, communism uh, legal songs. Ah. Our working is great. <laughs> <laughs> Sweatshirts are right. <laughs> the whole school saw us at the station. Everything ended as, ex- as expected. Mm-hmm. We were leaving. The kids yelled and cried, asking Zena to stay with them. They promised to behave and study well. She and the must train pretty. Must have been. Stay. Please stay. <laughs> milk. Milk. <laughs> in the train cart, a young drunk accused us of stealing his booze from his pocket. For the second time this day, the cops were involved. Jesus Christ. Discussion about love provoked Kolmogrova. Songs, reassessment, Dubinina, under the seats. Oh, I thought you were going to say under the seat. Under the seat. No, under the seats because they didn't have a ticket for her. So she had to hide under the seats this, really? this train ride. Yep. It's confirmed by the count of tickets they had and when they were found. Uh, garlic with bread, no water. We arrived in Ivdal at around 12 a.m. Large waiting room, total freedom of action. We took shifts to watch over our stuff all night long. Bus to Vizhay leaves early in the morning. Hmm. That one was by Yuri Yudin. Good job, Yuri. Yeah, Yuri, man. He, he survived it, though. He did. He did a lot of interviews after. Did he really? No. I don't know. I saw one. <laughs> he did so many interviews. Really? No, no, he didn't. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, January 25th, before I get in that, I'm part <clears throat> No, you're Lennon. We're going to do it too. <laughs> Caffeinated hosts. Double the action. Double the fun. Nothing feels good like Domingum. <laughs> I just make a shit. <laughs> You drank that like it was boiling hot. (laughs) (laughs) It was. (laughs) I just wanted to kiss it. I. So January 25th, next fucking day. Get it. After arriving at Ivdell Station around midnight, the group stayed the night in the train station. Mm -mm. At this point in the journey, they were 90 miles from Otorton. How'd they get the, the, the little girl from the seat? So she was crashing on the sea for that whole train ride. How long was the train ride? I'm sorry. I, no, it's fine. It wasn't the nine-hour one. Um, so. um, They left at 6.47. They got there at 11, so it wasn't that long. 11.47, so. Gotcha. Yeah. You do the math. <laughs> I ain't doing the math. I suck at math. <laughs> After, I, uh, I, can, yeah. I can barely count. One, Every fucking client's nine. like... I'm on 12. I'm like, I'm only on fucking three. What are you talking about? <laughs> they're, just still, to, they're just trying to get out of doing more sets. Four. Four, Lord. 
It doesn't count unless it's proper form. Oh, I like that. I'm going to use that from now on. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Proceed. Okay. They all took shifts throughout the night watching over their belongings as well as the other members of the group before trading out with someone else so that they may rest. What? Now I'm self-conscious about how I drink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is not cold. This is not hot. (laughs) I swear. Morning came early for them around 6 a.m., when they boarded a bus that would take them to the town of Ivdale. Did everybody have a ticket this time? Uh, yeah. Perfect. The short bus ride dropped them off at... Short the, bus. I know. <laughs> the short bus ride <laughs> dropped them off at the Ivdale post office, where they got their route book stamped and awaited the next step of their journey, a bus ride to the village of Vizhay. Vizhay! Vizhay-hay! <laughs> at 7 o'clock, the Dietlove group boarded the bus Gaz 51 for the 56-mile trip to the village of Vizhay, accompanied on the bus ride by the Blinov group. Uh, I thought you were about to say the homeless guy trying to pick a fight again. No, he comes later. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> Jesus. No, not the same guy, but they pick up a dude. <laughs> so most of this trip so far has just been... Motorized transportation. Exactly. Yeah, they took a train to a train to a, so, a bus ride. In the intro... To a, are they experienced enough to carry out this journey? So far, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Well, maybe. They didn't buy a ticket. <laughs> they didn't now, buy yeah, how did ticket. they forget that? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> it was never explained, like, yeah, we overlooked her. <laughs> Forgot about her. <laughs> Probably wish she did. Right. They were accompanied by, on the bus ride by the Blinov group. Gotcha. On an expedition of their own. The group had a fun chase sequence take place midway through the ride. All I can think of is that Benny Hill. And I don't know what Benny Hill is. Oh, where they like chase each other in and out of rooms and. Oh yeah. Thank you. Um, to add to the excitement of their trip, which they talk about in the diary, I'll let them say it. Here they are. Here's the nine. Ten. Ten. They arrived in Viz Hay at two o'clock. Upon arrival, the <laughs> all vote. <laughs> Upon arrival, the <laughs> Upon arrival, can the get a D- drink this time. <laughs> the Diet Love Group got their route book stamped again at the local post office and parted ways with the Blinov Group. Got it. They helped them load up their packs and gear onto their next bus and said their farewells. The group retired to a local place and had a meal to stay in a guest house. Before the end of the night, the group went to the theater to watch Symphony in Gold. They retired to their guest house or hotel, as described in one diary entry, and began readying their things for the next day. There were not enough beds for all the members of the group, so Kolotov and Kravanashenko slept on the floor in between beds. This poor bitch now sleeping on the floor? Well, they're two guys, so... Yeah, well, were they spooning? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and so the diary entry, January 25th. We got up. What was that? <laughs> what the fuck was that shit? Polka. That's bye in, in Russian. Oh, great. <clears throat> Sorry, I want to. I was like, how do you say bye in Russian? N-O-K-A. What the fuck is that? It's so random. <laughs> so I, was, I was like, how do you say you this? You want to know it's really weird? If you look up Dietlov spelled in Russian. Okay. Yeah, it's strange looking. It, I don't get how their characters work. Yeah, right? <laughs> how does that make Dietlov? <laughs> so it's this whole name. View history. Antonoli 
Spenvich Dietlov. So that's not him. This person died in 95. But the last name. Wait, 19 like what? 1995. So it's not this guy. I wonder if that's a Dietlov from Chernobyl. So, um, yeah, we got a chair, a backwards R, a T, <laughs> the pie sign, an O, and a B. And that is Dietlov. Yes. Got it. A chair. <laughs> we got the chair symbol. That's <laughs> what it looks like, a chair. Oh, the chair means D. <laughs> I'm definitely putting that in the damn. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, the chair, backwards R, T, high signs. <laughs> what zero. a language. Sorry, folks. So the diary entry for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got up half past five, Gathered quickly gathered, and left for the city of Ivdel, which was the first bus. Mm-hmm. After an hour of waiting, we managed to grab a bus. The 25-seater was forced to accommodate. <laughs> 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 fucking hanging on to the side. <laughs> the, they're the dog from Christmas Vacation. Uh, first vacation movie. Okay. They tied the, dog, they tied the leash to the bumper while oh. they were packing. <laughs> I forgot about the dog. Yeah. The 25-seater bus was forced to accommodate a full 25 plus 20 backpacks mm. packed to the capacity, as many pairs of, as well as many pairs of skis. We were full up to the ceiling. The first layer of passengers sat on the seats on a pile of skis on backpacks. Second layer of passengers on the backs of the seats, finding a place for legs on the shoulders of comrades. It was not so tight, however, as not to sing. We did it almost all the way to Vizhang. The trip was not, I told you, they fucking love singing. The, the bus driver's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> shut up! The wheels on the bus. <laughs> it just reminds me of uh, Chris Farley as the bus driver. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Turn this damn bus around. Someone ate all our lunches! <laughs> I gotta watch that again. <laughs> <clears throat> the bus made a small detour away from the highway in a village of... Shipikno. Sounds like a shitty place. <laughs> well, most of it was a Soviet era Russian settlement. So, what are you trying to say? Well, we were given the <laughs> chance to stop to step out, which we did with pleasure. Four of the most agile went far ahead to the settlement of Talitsa. Four of the most agile. Yeah. Ha, 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 <laughs> to see the power station. Ooh, I would do. I would do. <laughs> so cool. I love how you just. I would do. I would do. <laughs> it's gotta be awesome. Suddenly, they heard. The bus. We rush out the door, but alas, it was too late. The bus passed by, and we were forced to cha- chase after it as fast as we can. <laughs> They're running after this fucking bus. The bus passed by, and we were forced. <laughs> were they forced to chase after it? <laughs> <laughs> Hoping fate would be merciful, and perhaps we could catch up with it. Uh, I am part of the Agile Four. Kolotov, who wrote this, says. However, the first 100 meters clearly demonstrated the advantages of a 50-horsepower engine. Our heels flashed far behind the bus, and the gap widened. The prospect to walk about 30 kilometers on the highway with no breakfast, lunch, and already had already seemed quite real. When suddenly, I mentioned the fate was merciful. The mercy came in the form of a girl going to Vizhay, who hailed the bus, and it stopped the object of our persecution. Hmm. Like I said, some translation. Man, the words they used. A minute later, we had already safely, we were already safely sitting on the second floor of the seats and traveling to Vizhay. We arrived in Vizhay about two p.m. Can, can I just stop? You're yeah. saying that wrong. What? It's not Vizhay. It's Viz. Hey, hey. <laughs> it turned out that we can mm-hmm. continue our automobile journey in the next morning. 
Woohoo! Warmly said goodbye to the Blinov group, who went further to the west of Vizhay into the deep forest area. After dinner, which was held in a warm, friendly atmosphere, we moved to the quote unquote hotel, which was the usual hut with three windows. Hut, hut, hut! <laughs> <laughs> we went to the cinema. <laughs> we went to the cinema, <laughs> leaving home, Doroshenko and Kolotov. We watched the Symphony in Gold. Mm-hmm. Came back in a musical mood. Now Start we were singing <laughs> again. Yeah, we were getting busy. Ready. We were busy getting. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting busy. That's my fault. <laughs> getting busy. <laughs> now we are busy getting ready the equipment tonight. According to the local commandant, we will leave on. Okay. I don't know. Right. Kolotov, January twenty sixth, following day. Obviously. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Hold on. So you're telling me that 26 comes after 25? Not always. January 26th, mm-hmm. after waking up at around 9 a.m. to freezing conditions due to a window being left open, they ate breakfast of tea and goulash. Well, they better get used to the freezing conditions because they're about to go out into the traveling. Out into the traveling. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say out into the cold. I don't yeah. know why I switched it. It's okay. They out were, into the traveling. We're going out into the traveling. Cheers, Mike. Cheers. Diet Love made a comment on how the tea was too cold, saying that if you took it outside, it would seem warm enough to drink. The oh. group sent their final telegrams and messages to their friends and family. Um, this one's from Diet Love. Hello, everyone. Today, the 26th, we leave on the route we arrived well. On February 12th to 15th, I will visit Sverdlovsk. I probably will not go home, so let Rufa bring Linen to our room for a trip to Penza. From there, I will return on March 5th to the 7th. Greetings, Igor. Thank you, Igor. Um, from Slobodin. Hello, sedentary citizens of Sverdlovsk. I like that. <laughs> Yesterday, we safely reached the village of Vizhay. Now, we are taking a truck to the starting point, 2nd Northern. The weather is nice, warm, negative 10 to negative 15 degrees. Everything is good. I'm sorry I didn't say goodbye. We got carried away. All the best. Negative 10 to negative 15 Fahrenheit or Celsius? That's an excellent question. Either way, it's fucking cold. You, I, I'm going to see what negative uh, 10 I, in Celsius would well, be. Well, this is directly from them. So see what, see what the Soviet Union used as temperature gauging. And then we can tell. I well, go, go. <laughs> Negative 10 is 14 degrees Fahrenheit, from Celsius to Fahrenheit. Okay. So. Do they use Celsius or Fahrenheit in Russia? Yep. <laughs> Celsius. Okay, so it's 14 degrees Fahrenheit, so that's relatively warm in Siberia. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> it's going to get 20 degrees, or fuck me, 32 degrees colder soon. Yes, very much colder. <laughs> yes, very much colder. <laughs> Tis very much colder. And tis. Dietlov was supposed to send mandatory checkpoint status updates to the UPI Sports Club and the Routing Commission City Committee for Physical Culture and Sport. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> but apparently there's no evidence that he sent this update in Vizhay. The group's telegrams were sent to many different cities, all with the same intention to tell them that they were how they were and how amazing their trip was going so far. Gotcha. The group... Uh, had arranged transport with a logging truck to take them a stretch of the way to di- uh, the District 41 settlement mm-hmm. around 25 miles north of Vizhay. Hey. On this drive, they rode in the back of an the open bed of 
this logging truck. That's going to be fucking cold. It's going to be fucking cold. Yes. 12 degrees Fahrenheit, still cold. Yeah. They set up under a tent in the bed and braved the frigid temperatures in shitty drive due to the truck's failing brakes and shock absorbers. Oh, that doesn't seem dangerous at all. They survived the truck. Yeah. Guess what else they did? They fucked. They sang songs. <laughs> well, I don't know. They sang songs. I, <clears throat> I mean, you said they got busy earlier. Talked about life and the cure for cancer to distract them from the elements. Cure for cancer. They spent the time together talking about life, and in my opinion, they must have really felt free. I think this this experience seems like pretty cool to me. Like so far, it's like ethereal. This like if you put yourself in I love riding cereal. in the back, <laughs> riding in the back of this truck. It, with all of your friends, yes. you're in the middle of the wilderness. Yeah. Like it's just like a, a straight. It's just a I vibe. Love, like I don't know that. There's a movie, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh yeah, and there's mm-hmm. a point in that moment, in that movie, where he's longboarding down that hill. Yep, it, like it just makes me think of that. Just the feeling of freedom. So like they had to have had. I would love to do a trip time. like that. Right, minus the end result, but I would love to right. do a trip like that. Just feel free for once, you know. Free. Despite the fact free? that they were in communist Soviet Union, but never mind. Um, uh, they're still having fun. Yes. <laughs> they're still having fun. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> <laughs> they're having fun. I didn't say. Yes. It was so like I a just good wanted, situation. Right. I just want to mention how I just think that that was, it had to be an awesome moment for them. I mean, they're obviously having a fun time because they're singing songs. Yeah. This could be a goddamn musical. The Diet Love Pass. The musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming to a theater near you. <laughs> A man named Alexei Hanat. Hat, mm, wow, man. that's a weird name. How does that spell? <laughs> Hat, 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 There's three mm. chairs in that one. <laughs> a man. <It's> a, <laughs> a man named Alexei Hatanziv, who was the head of the quote unquote Red Chum Division in the village of Sosva, also tagged along on the ride to District 41 in the logging truck. Gotcha. He was in charge of cultural and propaganda work with the local population. And he was heading to District 41 to organize a propaganda film screening. It's time to get your propaganda on. <laughs> get it all. <laughs> the group arrived at District 41 around 4.30 p.m. They were greeted warmly by the local civilian workers. Gotcha. District 41. Is this the Hunger Games? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was a movie. No, 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 no. District 41. I thought it was actually a movie. District 12. It was 12. Okay. I just bad. rewatched it. It's, it's a great movie. It is. Worth a rewatch. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is Ben Lennon's movie corner. No, we, no. That's our next podcast. Yeah. We were talking to the workers. No, we weren't talking to the workers. No. While talking to the workers, ah. they befriended a man named Ognev, or the beard as they called him. It's you. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Oh, yeah. So the, now, now I'm just going to have a thing that goes, the beard. The, the beard. <laughs> just put a name tag on me. I've been into the intro. I know. I'm saying I'm going to put a I'm name kidding. tag on me. The beard. I am not touching that intro. It is glorious. It is. It's fucking phenomenal. They ate and then watched a couple Soviet movies screened at the hostel. My apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. And another one that isn't Russian. <laughs> There's okay. no English translation for that. The group once again watched the musical Symphony in Gold. They really like that musical. They, they love singing. Before retiring for the night, they were given their own private room at the hostel because of their class difference as students from the workers. Hmm. So, January 26th, diary entry. What we about slept. 37 year old. Hold up. He wasn't a student anymore. 
Yeah, but he was educated. Okay. He wasn't just a... I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. We slept in in the so-called hotel. Mm-hmm. We slept in the so-called hotel. Two people per, per bed. Sasha K. <laughs> that was loud. That's my knee. That's my knee. Oh, goodness. Oh, shit. I'm not editing. Two people per bed. Sasha K, which is uh, who they called Alexander. Sasha was Alexander Kolotov. From here on out, he's called Alexander the Great. Alexander Kolovitov. Kolovitov. Why is it spelled different there? Alexander. And Krivo, Yuri Kravanashenko, mm-hmm. slept on the floor between the beds. <clears throat> Woke up at nine. Everyone mm-hmm. sleep well, despite the fact we did not completely close the small window, and the room got a bit cold. Why the fuck are these guys not closing windows? Also, why are the windows open? Also, this is still <laughs> the first night. What? This is the diary entry, the start of the diary entry. It only happened once. What? This is the start of the diary entry for that day. Yeah. This is the morning. Right. When I said it, it was the morning of the same day. This only happened once. Oh. I thought I thought this was the second entry into it. My bad. No, it's the first My bad. Thursday. Um the <laughs> outside temperature is negative seventeen degrees Celsius. There it is. We got it. We made it. Negative seventeen degrees Celsius, peeps. We did not boil water in the morning. Wood was damp. In the evening it took us six hours to boil the water. Had breakfast in the dining room, goulash and tea. When they headed handed us the lukewarm tea, Igor Dyatlov said with a smirk, if the tea is cold, then go drink it outside. It will be hot. Original thought. <laughs> whoever this is. Uh, Kravanashenko. Original thought, he says. We negotiated to go to the settlement, 41, by a truck. We started at 1310 and arrived at 1630. We froze pretty good in the back of Gas 63, which is a logging truck. Gotcha. While traveling, we sang songs, discussed various topics like love, friendship, cancer, illness, and cures. In Settlement 41, we were greeted warmly. They gave us a separate room in the hostel. We talked with a lot of local workers. I remember particularly the red-bearded man, The Beard. That's what his friends called him. Agnev is an old friend. He is described in Layuda Dubinina's private diary. Hmm. They spell things different in the diaries. Lunch was served. We ate, and now we are resting. Some of the group is watching a movie in the adjacent room. The rest of the group is rummaging through their backpacks. Rustem Slobodin is playing his mandolin while talking with Nick Tibo. I'm that's, going to do... Yeah, that's Nick Tibo. Yeah, Tibo. <laughs> I am going to do some adjustment to the equipment. equipment. Kravanashenko wrote that one. Aw. Thank uh, you, dude. Thanks, Kravon. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, crony. <laughs> January 27th We're getting there We're getting there <laughs> This is day 6 The group woke up that morning With another large trek ahead of them Although this time it would Day 5 be- <laughs> Sorry <laughs> Math Mathy stuff um, The group woke up that morning With another large trek ahead of them Although this time It would not be by any motorized transportation For the first time on their journey Journey <laughs> Day five. For today's trek, they would be <laughs> for today's trek, they would be traveling by ski. Ooh, they're finally actually doing something. Ha! 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 <laughs> <laughs> they're like rowers, like professional rowers. They're just in unison. <laughs> All in a line, right? All in a line. To the <laughs> ski uh, noises. I can't move. Your floor bounces too much. They'd be traveling by ski to the site of the second northern, an abandoned geological outpost 15 miles away. 
Okay. That shit's cool as fuck. It just sounds cool. Abandoned they got outpost? Abandoned geological outpost called right. the Second Northern. Like, fucking come on. That's going to be the name of my house someday. Where's the First Northern? Um, That's going to be the name of my house someday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we done it. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the aid of a local man who had promised them he would arrange transportation for them to the Second Northern. Okay. They readied their things first thing in the morning this day. The transportation was arranged, and the truck would see them ski to the outpost with a horse-drawn sled carrying the bulk of their packs and gear. There you go. Yeah. So after Get seeing, it up, bitches. Get it on up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're fucking booking it to keep up with that horse. <laughs> I don't want that in the video. <laughs> it looks so stupid, I can only imagine. No, it didn't. <laughs> it was great. Don't judge me. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, that was great. Okay. Uh, Ooh, so after saying goodbye to the locals and the beard, you got to gotta say to the beard, you got to say bye to him. Bye, beard. <laughs> bye, Ognev. Goodbye, your beard. <laughs> go do go go boo boo. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You did it. <laughs> God. <laughs> that's how Michael Jackson laughed. And that's how your brother laughs. Oh, he's like, <laughs> he's so fucking. <sighs> Proceed. After saying bye to the beard. They spoke of a lot in their diaries. At four o'clock, they left District 41. <laughs> I'm just picturing you said, it. you said, say goodbye to the beard. I can't hold him. Goo doo doo. Gosh. They talked a lot about him in the diaries. They really Here's love the that thing. motherfucker. I also read all the other diary entries from the uh-huh. group. Uh-huh. Lots of info. Okay. A lot I didn't put in. Obviously. Yeah. On this day. Our two-parter could have been a four-parter. Yeah, but you guys don't want that shit. No. Unless you do, let us know. <laughs> on this day. I love they always say that, on this day. Your Uden developed some kind of illness. The diary accounts say it was a sciatic nerve inflammation, or it could have been a monstrous cold from the temperatures from riding in the back of that fucking... There were only 1.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Right. (laughs) 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 Running (laughs) the scale. Uh, It could have been a cold, um, or a combination of both. Um, But he decided that he would be too much of a burden for the group to continue along with them on a Category 3 expedition. Right. He agreed to travel with them to the second northern and to make a final decision there whether he would turn back or to continue as planned. He wanted to reach the outpost because he had an interest in geology and he wanted to see and collect some samples to take back to the institute. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. The group said farewells and with the aid of the sled owned by a man they called Uncle Slava, they departed at 4 p.m. They fucking love their nicknames. Right? They got some cool nicknames. All right, Beard, keep talking. All right, Uncle Slava was convicted. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were calling me Uncle Slava. (laughs) He was convicted in Lithuania in 1949. (laughs) Fucker. (laughs) Continue about Uncle Slava. All right, he died. Let me swallow. <laughs> so she said, no. no, she didn't. She goes, <laughs> Oh, was convicted in Lithuania in 1949 for 10 years before being released to the settlement in 1956. So oh. he was a local of the settlement. Look, if he was about the, uh, I'm not good with math, but 
49 to 56. That's not 10 years. No, but he was released no. to the settlement. Gotcha. Um, the route would take them along the Lovza, Lazva oh. River and Ushma River. Ushma. I hope I'm saying this right. Doesn't Before matter. arriving at the abandoned outpost. Okay. The outpost had 24 houses, which rumor told of only one of them being habitable. They were all, Since it was abandoned, they were falling apart, run down. Right. In disarray. Let's go get renovating. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It's a new HGTV show. Yeah. Russian outpost renovators. <laughs> oh, I like it. Yeah. Think we'll make money? I don't want to go to Russia right now. No, 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 no. Take no, it back. No, no, no. Sounds terrible. Yep. Um, they reached the outpost after nightfall and found the derelict shelter of the house that um, the beard was talking about. Because I'm pretty sure he was the one who told them that there was one that you could stay in. Right. Um, Sounds like a. You should make a. Comedy skit out of it. Yeah. The beard and Uncle Slavic. <laughs> Uncle Slava. Slava. Salva. Shithead. Slava. Uncle Criminal. Uncle <laughs> Criminal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he got arrested for? Fucking singing songs. Probably. Probably. Sing song. Sing song. I mean, that's not true, but he... Anyway. They built a fire from wood collected around the site and stayed there for the night. They stayed up until 3 a.m. You're going to keep singing. rhyming? <laughs> singing and talking. These guys would be like a... Love Disney movies. Uh, right? I bet you they're theater kids. <laughs> Probably are. January 27th, diary entry. Mm-hmm. The weather is really good. The wind is at our backs, and the lads made a deal with the locals for a horse to drive us to the second north settlement. I need a horse. I need a horse now. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't land. I went Thor, and you went crazy. Quake, quake. But it will be <sighs> But it will be about 24 kilometers from District 41. We helped Uncle Slava unload hay from the carriage. Motherfucker. <laughs> from a carriage. And waited for the horse. I went to get more hay and wood. We carried, uh, we waited until 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The boys started copying some songs. One man sang beautifully. We heard a number of illegal prison songs. <laughs> Article 58, counter-revolutionary crimes is why they're illegal. Before that, we bought four loaves of bread. Mm. Some soft, warm bread. We mm. ate two loaves. Horse is slow. What a pleasure to go without backpacks. We covered eight kilometers in two hours. It's getting dark. The horse is causing the delay. Yuri Yudin is still with us. He suddenly fell ill, and he can't continue with the trek. He wants to gather a few minerals for the university in return. Second North is an abandoned geological site consisting of 20 to 25 houses. Only one is suitable for living. In complete darkness, we found found a village, the village, in the house. We started a fire with wood boards. Smoke came from the stove. Several people hurt their hands on old nails. Everything is well. Then the horse came. We were Ooh. talking. It was a mess. <laughs> we, were ta- <laughs> we were talking and joking till three in the morning. Doroshenko. And singing. And singing. Doroshenko. I have the... Uh, <clears throat> I really wound up there. Okay. I have the Celsius to Fahrenheit... Chart on, and I'm just looking at it, looking at, waiting for you to say a number, and I realized, like 17 degrees Celsius, negative 17 degrees Celsius was one degree. Sure, Fahrenheit. You have the fucking chart. (laughs) Negative degrees, negative degrees. Negative 40 degrees Celsius is negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit. How the fuck does Celsius and Fahrenheit work? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Let's go. All right. (laughs) Next day. I don't have enough tangents to tangent along. It's my new character. I want to try to get you like a nice smile. January 28th. On this day, the true expedition would begin. Oh, okay. 
the true expedition would begin. Oh, okay. Now in the remote wilderness <laughs> with a determination to reach Mount Otorton. 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 And the group set off on skis into the wild. Gotcha. Swish, swish, swish. I'm not doing that one. Yuri Yudin decided that he would not continue forward with the group to everyone's disappointment. Instead, he would gather the rock samples from the outpost and return to the UPI. Yuri would await... Yuri would await the response from the group. Yuri would await the response from the group to the mm-hmm. UPI on their return to Vizhay. He hey. to- Igor told Yuri to allow a few days extra if unforeseen weather conditions worsen their trip. What were you doing? <laughs> Dancing. Dancing. In sync. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. That was me. So with Yuri returning with the horse and sled. The horse. Horse. <laughs> with Yuri returning with the horse. I went Russian. I'm adopting it. It's great. Horse. So with Yuri returning with the horse and sled, the group skied on. The Dyatlov group set up camp in their mm-hmm. tent at 5.30 p.m. that night. They had traveled 10 kilometers from their starting point in second in the second northern mm-hmm. and s- with 7 kilometers left to go until the Ospia River. That was okay. a tough one for me. Sorry. A crucial point in the expedition. The photographs taken from this day show the group skiing showed the group skiing through the winter landscape laughing together, making faces at the cameras and taking pictures of one another, taking pictures of one another. All of that. Um, oh, that wasn't for you to reference. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Um, it's for my little guy that goes down here in the corner. Yep. For everyone listening, I highly recommend you checking out the website that we both used for oh God. for our uh, reference. It's called thedlfpass.com. You should, because we could not write enough stuff done. We could not, but also you could see the photos, and they were looking like they were having a great time. No. they were. The photos are cool because you can, it really puts things in a perspective of where they were, yeah. how they were doing all this stuff. You could see the beard. They took a few Did pictures they? of the beard. Yeah. Keep talking. Um, so definitely check out the pictures because yes. uh, I'm sure you might throw some of these in the video. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to. I don't know. You do. I that. will research that. Hopefully there's, we can. There's <coughs> one. There's <Sorry>. one. Fo- <laughs> said, there's one picture I want to get like a custom print of like and get it framed. It's a really cool picture. It's a famous one of theirs. Really? Mm-hmm. Looks awesome. And the story behind it, knowing it all is just makes it even more powerful. Gotcha. So, the group's final first true day in the wilderness showed no signs of the terrible... F- Why did autocorrect a fatigue? I said fate that would fall upon them. Well, this was the final day? <sighs> no. Oh, the fir- I said the group's first true day in the wilderness showed no signs of the terrible <laughs> fate that would fall upon them. Sorry, I didn't mean to pray them. That's right. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the pretty girl. Sorry. Which one? Her oh. name is uh, Dietlov. <laughs> Kalmagrova. Kalmagrova. Mm. Mm, he says, "Don't mind if I do." She's a little young for you. She'd be like seventy years old right now. God. If you go to Diaries and Chronology, I, I meant photos. Let's do this because um, I don't have much. Uh, Frame yeah. number six. Film number six, frame number 22. That's the beard. Number six? Number six, mm-hmm. 21. Coming through, coming through. Or going down, going down. 
You could see them in um, 20 through t- 23. That's not that big of a beard. No, mine's a bigger. Jesus. They called him the beard. So the diary entry for January 28th. We were awakened by the rumbling of voices of Yurkai Kree and Sasha Koldatov. Weather is far from... Mm, weather so far is smiling at us. It's only negative 8 degrees Celsius outside. After breakfast, some of the guys, led by Yuri Yudin, our well-known geologist, went to look for local minerals. Mm-hmm. They didn't find anything yep. except pyrite and quartz. Pyrite and quartz veins in the rock. Gotcha. Took them... Took them long time to wax their skis and adjust the mounting. Yuri Yudin goes back home today. It's a pity, of course, that he leaves us, especially for me and Zena. Um, this is Dub and Nina. I know that the other that lady get me. Yeah, the, other, the other lady of the group. Um, she said it's a pity for her because she there's not him. another. She liked them. Well, no, because there's not another man to help clear the trails, as we'll get to. The only the men were clearing the trails. They they were letting the ladies rest. Okay. Um, so that's why that's, she was saying it's Hey, it's a very chivalry thing to do. I and like it. Also, because they had dispersed all the gear between them all, so yeah. now everybody has to carry one portion worth divided of okay. gear. Okay, right. um, Started at 11.45. We go up the river Lozva. We take turns to head the group for about 10 minutes. Snow cover is significantly less than last year. Mm-hmm. We have to stop and scrape the wet melting snow, snow from the bottom of the skis. Yurka Cree is behind and makes sketches of the route. The bank of the river near the second north, especially the right bank, are limestone cliffs that high rise at places rise high at places. Overall, the terrain becomes flatter, entirely covered by forest. We stop to rest at 5.30 p.m. on the river Lazva. Today we spend our first night in the tent. The guys are busy with the stove, sewing curtains out of sheets with some thing. Some thing completed and others not we sit at dinner after dinner we sit for a long time around the campfire and sing heartfelt songs once again Zena even tries to learn to play mandolin under the guidance of musician Rustam Slavinen. Nice. then we resume our discussions mostly about love something oh. someone comes up with an idea that we need a special notebook for ideas and we might come up with conspiring we started going into the tent two people at a time the suspended stove radiates heat and divides the tent into two sections. The further section is occupied by me and Zena. Nobody wants to sleep by the stove. We agree that Yurka Kree, Kravanashenko, will sleep there. On the other side sleeps the person on duty. Yurka couldn't stand the heat, and after laying down for one to two minutes, he got up and moved to the second section, cursing and accusing us of treason. After that, they still argued about something for a long time, but at the end, it was all quiet. Interesting. So they're actually. I was trying to see if he was joking about the yeah, so I was, and stuff. I, I was. Yeah. I was uh, like, uh oh, now we got a fight brewing. Which, hey, 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 hey. Spoilers. January 29th, Yuri Doroshenko celebrates his 21st birthday on this day. Ah. Oh. After a frigid night in the tent, the group trudged onward and upward to combat the thick brush of the wilderness. The men of the group took shifts every 10 minutes, cutting trails ahead. They took shits every 10 minutes. Jesus, I would too. After I gotta, and after the final one's <laughs> shifting, <laughs> about for not three days. <laughs> Jeez, Jeez, mate. <laughs> what is in there? <laughs> <laughs> put it down. Um, 
And after, after the days. after the final ones shift, the group would take a full re- a rest after the full rotation. Mm-hmm. After, at this pace, they were making two to three kilometers every seventy minutes. They continued on the track until they reached the Aspaya River tributary. They stopped for lunch, and soon after, they were getting into Mansi territory. Mm-hmm. There are signs and markings appearing more frequently on the trees, wilderness, and even in their conversations. Um, in the previous. Um, I think it was District 41. Mm-hmm. Um, they had wrote down a whole bunch of, like, Mansi words by the locals. Good, good choice. So, yeah, good. they had them in their diaries. I just figured I'd mention it. They hopped onto the Mansi ski trail, onto a Mansi ski trail, and followed it until they set up camp for the night next to the river Haisipolosos. I like it. Tributary. In the pictures from this day, you can see a moment in which Nikolai fell into the snow next to the creek and got covered in wet snow and water. Oh, that sucks. All while still being able to smile for the camera. He got out and he was brushing the snow. He's soaking it. He's still trying to smile for him. Hey, good sport. Right? More sprawling winter wilderness stretched all around them. January 29th, diary entry. Second day of our hike, we made our way from the Lazva River to the Ospaya River. We walked along a Mansi Trail. The weather is negative 17 degrees Celsius. The wind is weak. We often find ice, we often find ice on the Lazva River. That's all. Nick Thibault. Tibo. Gotcha. Which J- one fell in? Tibo. Um, hold on. Um, um, I just said it too. Yeah, pretty sure. I Nikolai. Just... Yeah, okay. So I did see him. All right. Yeah, you can see the picture in there. At one point he fell in. Yeah. January 30th. The Dietlov group woke up and began their third day at 8.30. Third day, huh? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. No. Began that's... their day. At 8.30 to 9.30. Yeah. Forward along the Aspaya River. They stopped for a lunch break around 2 o'clock and stopped for the night at 5. January 30th, diary entry. Mm-hmm. Diary is written in the cold and on the go. Today is the third cold night on the bank of the Aspaya River. We are getting used to it. The stove does a great job. Some of us, Tibo and Kravanashenko, think we need to build steam heat in the tent. The curtains in the tent are quite justified. We get up at 8.30 a.m. After breakfast, we talk, We walk along the Aspaya River, but the ice again doesn't allow us to move forward. We went on the bank and on the sledge deer trail. In the middle of the road, they saw the saw Mansi shed. Yes, Mansi, Mansi, Mansi. This word comes up more and more often in our conversations. Mansi are people of the north, small, county, county. Mansi Nation, located in Sailhard, with 8,000 population. Very interesting and unique people that inhabit the northern polar Ural, close to the Tayuman region. They have a written language and leave characteristic signs on forest trees. Gotcha. Sorry, a lot of big words. Hey, forest. Or but simple men. Yeah. Another entry on the same day. Weather, temperature in the morning, negative 17. Day, negative 13. Night, negative 26. The wind is strong southwest. Ooh, negative 26, negative 14, almost negative 15 degrees. It's very nice. It's getting bitter. Bitter. Uh, the wind is strong southwest. Snow begins to fall. Heavy clouds drop in temperature. The temperature is normal for the northern Euro. Mm-hmm. This is a story about the forest. Mansi signs tell about animals they saw, resting stops, and other signs. It, in, it is particularly interesting to solve its meaning for the hikers as well as historians. I don't think I meant to read that. I don't think I meant to read that. I just wrote it. 
I need to load in no, for Lennon again. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is a story about the forest. Mancy signs tell about animals they saw, resting stops, and other things. It is particularly interesting to solve its meaning for the hikers as well as historians. Mm-hmm. Deer trail turns into a trodden path and then ends. To go without a trail is very hard. Snow is 120 centimeters, four feet deep. The forest gradually thins and trees get smaller. Lots of dwarf birches and pines. You can feel the altitude. It is impossible to walk on the river. It is not completely frozen. There is ice and water under the snow. We have to go back on the bank of the river. The day is over, and we have have to find a nut. A nut? We have to find a place oh. for bivouac. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, that's that's the stop for the night. Ah. <laughs> bivouac. <laughs> Great. Uh, strong west wind. It blows the snow off the cedar and pines, creating the impression of snowfall. As usual, we quickly start a fire and pitch the tent on fir branches. We are warmed by the fire and go to sleep. I pitch tents on fir branches all the time. Gross. <laughs> Sorry. Gross. January 31st. Mm. Uh-huh. We're there. The day started out with a bit of bad weather. That sounded... <laughs> the day started out with a bit of bad weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's rhyming. It sounded like a ZZ Top <laughs> song. <laughs> but the group pushed on. They came up with the new way... They came up with Ooh. new ways of clearing paths and braving the elements together. They eventually left the river and started uphill. It seems as if Igor made a decision on this day. He decided, with the scarcity of firewood and freezing temperatures, that the group would hike up to the ridgeline of Mount Colat Sikal and set up camp there, the site of the incident. Mm -hmm. Their initial planned route would have taken them further along the Aspire River to the Loveza River, then to the Loves of Valley at the base of Otorton to start the ascent. So, what they wanted to do, just because it's easier to explain this mm-hmm. um, this way. Do it. They decided to go up a ridgeline to go around, um, to go brave the elements in the bad weather up there, tent up there, and then descent down the ridgeline and kind of cut around that way to the base of Otorton. Mm-hmm. Instead of following along the river in the valley and then heading down to the base of Otorton that way. So they pretty much went, you could have gone straight or gone around. Right. So they went around and went up the ridge line. So on the descent of it is where the incident happened. It's mm-hmm. the Dyatlov Pass, as it's now known. It is 18 kilometers from the base of from Otorton. January 31st, diary entry. Weather today is a bit worse. Wind west, snowing probably from the pines, since the, ski is, since the, ski, the sky is perfectly clear. Started relatively early, around 10 a.m., got back on the Mansi Trail. Now we are following a Mansi Trail on which not so long passed a hunter with a deer. Yesterday, it seems we stumbled upon his resting stop. Deer didn't go any further. The hunter took the beaten trail by himself. We are following in his steps. Had a surprisingly good overnight. Air is warm and dry, though it's negative 18 degrees Celsius to negative 24. Walking is especially hard today. We can see the trail. We can't see the trail. Have to grope our way through at times. Mm. <laughs> Can't do more. I like groping. <laughs> Consensual groping. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Can't do more than than 1.52 kilometers per hour. Mm-hmm. Trying out new ways to clear a path. The first in line drops his backpack, skis forward for five minutes, comes back for a 10 to 15 minute break, then catches up with the group. That's one way to keep laying ski tracks nonstop. Hard on the group, though. 
Hard on the second hiker, though, who has to follow the new trail with full gear on his back. We gradually leave the Aspaya River. It's upwards all the way, but goes rather smoothly. Thin birch groves replaces firs. Replaces firs. The end of the forest is getting closer. Wind is western, warm, piercing with speed, like the draft from airplanes at takeoff. Fern open spaces. I can't even think of setting up a storage here. It's nearly four. Have to start looking for a place to pitch a tent. <laughs> we go south to the Aspire River. Seems this place has the deepest snow. Wind is not strong. Snow is 1.22 meters deep. We are exhausted, but start setting up for the night. Firewood is scarce, mostly damp furs. We build the campfire on the logs. Too tired to dig a fire pit. <clears throat> Dinner's in the tent, nice and warm. Can't imagine such comfort on the ridge with howling wind outside hundreds of kilometers away from human settlements. Igor Dietlov. How fitting he had the last note. Final diary entry. Last time their confirmed safety yes, sir. was accounted for. Now, something happened to them yes. based off of photos and lack of diary entries on, from all of them. Something happened to them the night of February 1st. Yes. The official story is that the Dyatlov group's final day is that the, the official story of the Dyatlov group's final day mm-hmm. is that they started out late on the ridgeline and covered hardly any ground before setting up camp to brave the elements. Okay. What happened to them after this is unknown but is nothing short of bizarre. Their intended trip would have been to leave the ridgeline on the 1st with enough supplies from their storage cache that they left by the Aspire River, travel 14 kilometers to the base of Otorton, then return to ascend Otorton, mm-hmm. then return to their storage cache on the return trip by the 4th of February. The place where they f- were found is on the descent of Mount Colat Sikal. That is where they set up their site after only covering only 2 kilometers due to the weather and harsh conditions. Right. But... They would never reach Otorton, nor would they ever leave Mount Golatsikal. And your Yun, their families, the UPI, no one would ever receive their telegram from Vise. Yeah. The fate of the Dietlov group is unknown to this day and has intrigued people since the event. Through many photos and diaries, their story is documented through and through, with missing pieces of the puzzle found through entries and through combing through photos to put everything together to build the story. Mm-hmm. What happened to them is an astonishing mystery, but even more astonishing is the manner in which they met their tragic demise, mm-hmm. which we will cover next week on Diet Love Pass Part 2. Part 2. The Discovery. The Discovery. I think we should name this one The Incident. Uh, I don't know. We'll come up with a name. We're not going to solidify that now. The but musical. I like The Discovery. The Musical. The musical. <laughs> I actually like that. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, and we'll yeah. go through... Just, you uh, learn some stuff about yeah. what in the hell happened yes. and why this is so famous. Um, if you want to visit the Dyatlov Pass it, now, um, they have plaques and yeah. sh- stuff to them there. Um, Just don't go during a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Try not to go during a Category 3 expedition. Yeah, you know. Go in the summertime or something. But... Yeah, so folks, that's what happened leading up to it. It's going to be interesting. Our next episode. Yes. A lot of autopsy reports and accounts. Strange, and strange things that make no fucking sense. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah, totally no sense. 
Oh, you got some explanations, huh? I, I put a lot of explanations in, I think. Damn it. You're ruining it for me. No. No. You know what? I, I, I welcome the opportunity for us to have a discussion then. Yes. Because I'm looking at it as it's a, a rational thing happened. Sure. Most other people, and I can't say for you, are, are coming at it as if something mystical or strange or weird happened. I'm like, um, everything I've read and seen, it just looks like a basic, we'll get into it. We'll get into Wait it. Wait next week. I look forward to talking about it. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that was the days leading up to it. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. I have to look camera because i see you do that in the videos <laughs> I, I do i try to make a conscious effort yes not all the time we hope you all enjoyed this what well, ladies and gentlemen squatches mm-hmm. and uh ski trekkers uh, and distant travelers distant Whoa, <laughs> spoilers thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode if you'd like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts or opinions you can do so by finding us on twitter instagram facebook and on our youtube channel the links are in the show notes as always if you enjoy what we do here, don't touch my Sasquatch, and would like to support us, join our Patreon to get bi-weekly bonus shows, discounts on merch, exclusive Patreon-only content, and lots more. You can hit the subscribe button for auto-downloads to listen first thing every Monday morning. Drop us a five-star rating and a review. We love hearing from you, and this helps us to grow and bring you more content for you to enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Join us next Monday for our next incredible episode. You may rate us, write us, review us, I said that backwards. It's all. <laughs> write Do it us, all. Write us, rate us, review us. But remember to always stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. He's on a journey to visit his friend in Russia, the Yeti. Ooh. Peace. See ya. Ah! <laughs> There's our uh, noise. It's going to be the first thing in the blooper. Ah! <laughs> oh, we did it right in the beginning. Oh, are we starting? You ready? Yeah. What the fuck am I asking you for? <laughs> I just fucking sit here looking pretty. It's an internal monologue. Are you ready? Last. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Last. <laughs> said, I said, I gotta get ready. I was too relaxed. <laughs> I always started there. Balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cows are looking great this year. Yep. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I was trying to. It's okay. I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do it quietly, and then I realized it ain't gonna be quiet. <laughs> you don't have a mute button. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Should throw back to the. <laughs> <laughs> we froze pretty good at the back of the truck of gas sixty three. The truck. The gas. <laughs> <laughs> You say gas 63. That's the name of the truck. Oh, okay. Oh. Shit! <laughs> shit, shit, shit! Did you hear that? Yeah, that's playing outside, I think. That's my stomach. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh. <gasps> if you would like to reach out to us. I don't us. know why I screamed. <laughs> pew, pew. Where's the sand?